already expecting like 2020 TMG. <laughs> I know. You know, it's so funny, dude. I was, uh, while I was making dinner today, I, I went for a run and I was like thinking about ideas. Like, what, what can we call ourselves? And I was thinking about Cody and Noelle. And I was like, what if we got famous like that? We could be like TMG. But then I was like, we would have to be like the opposite of what they are like they're like short kings so we have to be like tall queens or something ridiculous <laughs> are, like that are either one of us tall no i'm like five seven yeah exactly <laughs> like to completely average so but like we kind of resemble them right like in uh, a way. You know, we're both canadian is noelle canadian yeah he's from toronto maybe what? Maybe I'm lying. No, he's from Toronto. There was like a whole, no, because everyone was like, oh, what's your race? And he just kept saying, I'm Canadian. Oh, what the fuck? That makes me so happy. (laughs) Such an unreasonable happiness. Yeah, Canadian kings. (laughs) That's us. You know, and like, exactly. So we're both Canadian. One of us is white I can and be, one of us isn't. <laughs> I could be an ambiguous race, too. You never know. Exactly. I think we're them, and I think our future is going to have us and them somehow. Maybe not touring, but they're going to, like, respect us, and we're going to be like, yeah, well, yeah, should. <laughs> we're going to be like, we are you, but different. So. Exactly. We're a little uh, chocolate vanilla swirl. That's who we are. Exactly. That's beautiful. It's very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the most romantic I've got here. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we get into our intros? Yes. You take it away, my lady. Okay. Well, I am Maria, and I'm from London, Ontario. And we, we met through work, period. Clicked immediately. Um, I don't know. What what about me should I say? I love to work out. I love to You're kind, suffer. beautiful, and humble. Oh my and God. You have good taste in all the things. And you're going to be like a famous comic book artist slash director slash actress, maybe? Serving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm... I feel like I'm a mixed bag. I'm a major Pisces moment. Uh, my personality changes day to day, but I'm mostly just about vibes, man. Like, I just want to feel good and make <laughs> people feel good. I'm like, maybe I belong in a friggin' hippie van. I don't know, but uh, I do think you belong. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I'm not just saying it because you're thinking of moving west. I actually like envision you, which is kind of what I envision for myself, which I think is why we get along so well. In the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like on top of a mountain with like some deer that are your friends and like every day you just hike. And like somehow you have oh. Wi-Fi and like endless amount. My of dream, my dream is to hike in the mountain and be by the water and smoke a J to go to sleep <laughs> and just always have 5G, 5G network though. Like always connected, but also always connected. Eh. Eh. There it is. So that's who I am. Who are you, Alicia? Who are you? Oh, what a loaded question, eh? Who I know. <laughs> it's just so on the nose. I'm like, I don't know. But <laughs> go off. Right. So I am Alicia, and I'm from Montreal. I like movies and TV and Chris Evans and Robert Pattinson's jawline. 
and comics. You're the queen of all media sources, to be <laughs> honest. I've never met, you're literally like the encyclopedia of media. Oh, <laughs> literally. I love that. I'm going to put that in my future Tinder bio. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's true though. Like you could ask Alicia anything. She knows. She knows what she's talking about. And she knows it in detail. She doesn't know like the headline of an article. She knows like the entire body. When we watch Twilight and just every five seconds, I do know <laughs> how fast did I find that photo shoot of <laughs> You like sent the message and then two seconds later you're like, oh by the way, I have the entire photo shoot. <laughs> I have, because I'm crazy, I have like cut out old like old magazines of twilight so that's how i remember them so much because i have like for every movie every magazine that came out i own it and like i cut yeah. out all the pictures and then that's how you know you love something that you're watching yeah. when i was a kid okay this was like when the mac computers were like those giant bubble ones <laughs> but we got a mac computer Harry Potter 3 is about to come out. I'm on Google every day searching Harry Potter cast. Harry Potter explores this, this, and this. The, all these scenes, like printing off pictures and then cutting them out because we were literally, we're, we were too poor to get magazines. <laughs> Me and my three <laughs> siblings slept in the same room. So like, they're just like chilling and I'm just obsessing over Harry Potter, printing off these pictures. I filled an entire notebook just of like cast behind the scenes pictures, like, Hippogriffs. Uh, Don't you wish those like, were real? Yeah, I do. And I wish I could escape on one. Right? I like, have that conversation all the time with my cousins. I'm just like, man, imagine if Pokemon were real. And I could just be oh like, oh my God. Fly away on my Charizard. Yes. And, like, and you know what? The, I think the true reason why I even like, okay, I'm a dog person, not a cat person. But only because I'm allergic to cats. No disrespect to cats. Okay? <laughs> cat fam. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming for you. But I think the only reason I like animals as much as I do is because I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, these are our Pokemon. They and really are. Oh and they so, evolve with us. God, you're so good tonight with all these romantic quotes that you're dropping. <laughs> <Romantic>. <laughs> anyway, so that's us in a nutshell. Yeah, and just pure chaos all the time, 24 hours a day. It is pure chaos. It's also pure anxiety. We're yes. both like, yep. Been all up the time. since 2.30 a.m. Oh yeah, you were saying you had like a headache and stuff. Yeah, it was awful, but I'm all better When now. you like can't sleep at night, because I also, that happens to me all the time. Like, do you just like lay in bed and like hope that you're going to be able to sleep? Or do you, are you like, I know I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to do something. It's hard because I'm already a bad sleeper. Like I have nightmares. I'm yeah. a very light sleeper. So it's hard for me to fall asleep when I wake up. For so. like... For me, and maybe for you too, I found that like certain, I'm going through phases of sleep during this pandemic where I'm like, okay, I'm getting a lot of sleep, but I, it's like, cause I'm depressed or I'm getting like very <laughs> little sleep. And it's because I'm like anxious as fuck. And I'm like, yeah. I'm waking up sweating. I'm like, oh my God, panic attacks. Like, yeah. is that, no, is that like, that. yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It's like, it, it's, it really is that like, if I'm anxious, it's going to take me forever, forever to fall asleep and I'll probably wake up early. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If depression decides to like be like, "Hey, girl," then I can like I can fall. <laughs> I can like fall asleep at like eight thirty and sleep till yeah. like, twelve hours later. 
like two two or three weeks ago I was literally falling asleep at 8 p.m and waking up like two seconds before I had to log in to work yeah I'm like this is psychotic and I was still tired every single day I'm like okay I see you seasonal depression coming in (laughs) I'm going to take her time okay another fun fact (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah no you just like okay so and I learned this at a supernatural convention just enough oh obviously I also don't know how true it is anyway so (laughs) it's not a fact (laughs) it's a fun consideration it's just like it's weird because I've heard conflicting things so like as part of their convention for all of them uh they always have like a mental health booth set up in the common area okay okay um because they do a lot of charities and stuff like that and uh they so they have these like uh true or false quizzes that you could take um and one of them was is seasonal depression like a like a real thing and tech like technically apparently please like no therapists come for me but apparently (laughs) for like the five listeners that we're gonna have (laughs) yeah joyce if you're listening please (laughs) apparently seasonal depression is not an actual thing i think right no it's seasonal affective disorder i thought that's what it was I have no idea. I just know that seasonal. <laughs> okay, so she doesn't know if this is true, and she also doesn't know the entire statement. <laughs> I don't know because this was like, this was like, so like here's a thought. <laughs> Listen, all I know is that I always got it wrong. All three times I went, I always circled true. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was always false. And like, it's a thing. But it's not. It's not. A th- you know what I mean? Like it is a thing. It's not in like the DSM. Yeah, like, because as an actual disorder. Exactly. Because I okay. and I guess it's because like people who don't have like such a huge change of seasons like we do, they probably don't experience it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not fucking getting forty centimeters of snow, you're probably not. You know what I mean? It's honestly low key. The seasonal changes are emotional and spiritual whiplash. Hell yeah. I don't know if you feel that too, but like, bro, when it's winter and it's coming up on my birthday, I March 17th, <laughs> March 17th, and I'm like seeing the snow melt and the sun is coming out again. I'm like, oh, yeah. melt no, me. But then like literally like now, mid-October, early, early November, bro. I feel like a totally different person at this time of year versus like in six months. And like, obviously, I think we all go through phases in the year and we all feel good and feel bad at different times. But like, bro, especially during the pandemic, like, I think it's just going to be, we're going to see such a huge spike in mental health crises this winter and like going into the new year. I don't know. It's tough. It's out there. Thankfully, I have like a medical document so I can like go back and forth from here to my parents. Yeah. But, God, it's hard. And, like, you have a big family, too, right? Yeah. 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 So, even when we were allowed our quote-unquote bubbles of 10 people, it's like, yeah, you go tell an Italian family of, like, 50 <laughs> that they're all supposed to just break it down <laughs> to, like, 10. And it's hard. Like, when you're, 
yeah, and I'm pretty sure you understand, like, when you're so close, and then you're just cut off, it's hard, and, like, whatever, Thanksgiving, I was whatever about, I'm not a huge, like, the, the, for the past, like, four years, I usually leave on Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, I can't do this on Christmas, and, like, I know not everyone celebrates Christmas, but I do, so, yeah, sorry, I said, yeah, it's important to you to, like, be there with your family, and, yeah, and, like, honestly, that's kind of what life is about, and I think that's kind of what we've all realized in this pandemic, is, like, it's those little moments that add up to, like, being happy and feeling fulfilled in life, and, like, without those little, like, coffee shop interactions, and, like, going to see your family randomly, just because you miss them, like, those moments really, without it, without them, it makes such a huge impact, like, yeah, life just feels empty, feels empty inside, and, like, especially for people living alone, like, I'm not really sure in Quebec, like, what is the, what are the rules right now, like, you guys can't go anywhere, you're having, like, a full shutdown? It's not, it's not a full shutdown, because businesses are open, it's not everywhere in Quebec, though, it's only the red zones, you can't, like, have social gatherings, but the schools are open, and businesses are open, um, which, like, I get it, you know, like, kids need school. Yeah, um, kids need structure. Yeah, and businesses need to make money, but, uh, the, I don't know. I just, I find it a little dumb, because when we're all out of our house again, the cases are just going to go back up, so I don't, but there's also no right or wrong, right? Like, how do you even yeah. navigate a situation like this, right? So It's such a gray area, and, like, I know, if anyone ever listens to this, uh (laughs) like I know you guys know too and you're probably sick and tired of hearing like the conversation around like what's right what's wrong but I think more importantly it's about like stop guilting people like stop guilting people if they need to see their family or if they go somewhere you don't know like what's going on in someone's life and like honestly there's more of a risk going to the grocery store right now than there is like going on a walk with socially distanced with your friend like so like those little interactions, like, if you need those to survive, you should take those. Yeah, for sure. I agree. You know, COVID is only one killer in this situation. Like, people are very lonely, and loneliness can kill, like, of course, so bad. So, I don't know, man. I feel like, I mean, I just went to Banff, right, and I flew, and do I feel a little guilty about it? Kind of, yeah. And, like, when I'm on Twitter and people are like, and I saw my friend and she went on vacation. I'm like, okay, I didn't really go on vacation. But, like, I flew on a plane and that was my choice. And I'm hoping, obviously, like, I haven't really had symptoms or anything. I got tested today. So I was isolating. But, like, I don't know. I feel like if I didn't go, if I didn't go on that trip, I would be going insane right now. Like, I needed it. I needed it. That's such a, like, okay first world problems, such a first world problem to, to, to like complain about, oh, I need to travel, but like, I think everyone's situation is so different, so. Of course, first of all, I do not, because <laughs> I'm trying to phrase this in a way that makes me sound like a lot nicer than how I want to say it. <laughs> no, because I don't, I can't, I cannot stand when, like, yes, what you said is true, you know, technically, yeah, it's a first world problem. But, like, that doesn't, I don't like when people are like, oh, well, you know, other people have it worse or whatever. Like, 
we already know that. I already, I already am very aware that other people have it way worse than me. Yeah. But like, I can only really deal with myself. And, and like, like everything needs context. Like you can't exactly. say. Like you weren't like, oh, I have COVID. Let me go spread it in Alberta. You know what I mean? Like you were safe. You wore your mask on the plane like you're required to and you went and. And we mostly were outside. Like we didn't go exactly. to social events or anything. So. I don't know. The gray area, I think, makes people feel very confused and it just causes, it causes like infighting when really, like, in my opinion, it's more about like the government setting standards and sticking to them, regardless of if a few people are angry about it. Like, why are you opening things if you feel like that's the main source? Like, shut some things down or like, take a stronger stance for fuck's sake. Like, have an opinion. I hate when people don't have an opinion. God. They're <laughs> it's just like fish, you know, like when they flip flop when they're out of water. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I imagine. Oh man, but also like, who the fuck knows what I would say if I was in government? You know, I, I know. See, that's the thing with us. We're both very like, we put each other ourselves in other people's shoes a lot of the time. Well, I do. I feel like you yeah. do that as well. As like, as people who have empathy, you're just like oh, I'm mad about the situation, but I also, like, see why it's yeah. happening, which makes it even more frustrating, because you're like, I understand the perspectives. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. <laughs> but that's why I always ask my friends when they complain to me about something, I'm always like, do you want, like, my actual opinion? <laughs> yeah. To, like, be a good friend, you know? Yeah. It's okay. hard. That's so funny that you say that. When I was in high school, people like knew me as, first of all, I was kind of rude. So forgive <laughs> me. Anyone, if you're listening from my past, I'm sorry. But more importantly, I was very honest, like brutally honest. And like people would ask me that, of my opinion. And I'm like, are you sure <laughs> you want sign this waiver, please, before you ask me that? Because I will say the truth. And I think like more people need to be like that because yeah. everyone else is. I find I kind of hate when all my friends are like, "Oh, it's okay. You, you don't. You're not wrong." It's like, "What? Tell me the truth." Yeah, it's okay to be mean to your friends. Well, okay. Yes, it is. Like, you know, <laughs> like, because there's mean, there's honest, like, honest, brutally yes, honest. Exactly. We're gonna change people, that. Yes. Because then, then that fix means I'm post. Fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm also I can be very brutally honest. Yeah. And I can also be mean sometimes. I watched a lot of Gossip Girl in my life. Same. So, period. Still. To yeah. this day. To this yeah. Day. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't even have a personality. I just, like, absorb. <laughs> Literally <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I meet someone I like, I just take a few of their personality yes, traits. Yes. Like, exactly. Oh. Um, so, no, but I don't know. I don't like, even me, I don't like when... Like, especially when you know someone so well and, like, you know they're mad. Yeah. You just don't say it. And you're like, you know, when you're in high school, it's different. Yeah. You're all, you're all idiots. But, like, we're grown people. We're grown human beings. Yeah. Tell me. And in my opinion, if you're, like, real friends, like, you should be able to do that and work through it and move past it. Like, if I'm being an asshole, tell me. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I feel that. Although, when it comes to family, it's so much harder. Like, I don't know. I've been feeling like 
I'm cooped up with my family. That's how my situation is right now during COVID. And like, it's fine for the most part, but it's also like our personalities are all sharp edged. So we're all like clashing and like fighting. And I'm like, oh, I just want to say the truth to you, but I, I live with you and then I'll have to hear it. <laughs> like hear about it all day, every day. So it's just like, you got to pick and choose with your honesty, I guess. Yeah, it's no, it, it's obviously harder with family. I think as I've gotten older, not necessarily wiser, but as I've gotten older, you're definitely I, wise. <laughs> even with my family, I'm a lot more forward than I once was. I think it's like a, a result of I'm trying to I have to like oh my god, I'm choosing my words so carefully. It's a result of. <laughs> of certain experiences that I've been through, some of which are more traumatic than others. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you reach a certain age, I'm talking like I'm an 80 year old person, but you know, you're just kind of like, you're tired. You're like, well, like just because you're my elder and it doesn't matter who you are. Like if you're not respecting me, why am I gonna respect you? Like if you're talking down to me, I'm just gonna be like, Oh, it's cool, bro. Like, it's chill. It's not chill. Yeah. Very rude. <laughs> Man, I don't know if that's just like a foreign bitches thing. Like, my family, too. Like, especially my extended family, they think they can say anything and do anything. And it's just like, I, when you're like, when you are raised in like a very, I don't know how to say this, cultured family, like, your culture is very ingrained in your family life. Yeah. Like, and you're told, like, you have to respect your elders. And you believe that and you think that that means like you can't say anything back ever. You can't have a response. You're just, you stay quiet and like they're older, they know better. But I think you and I both are in a similar time in our lives where we're coming out of that for the fact, for the last few years, at least coming out of that, like teenager, young adult shell where you're kind of unsure of who you are and you're unsure of like your opinions. And if you're allowed to have opinions, like you're coming out of that. And now like, oh, I'm just ready to square up with everyone <laughs> you're like wrapping up your face literally like oh, okay here we go like every time yeah like every time and it's like honestly I don't know it's hard it's it's awkward and it's especially hard with how I don't know if this is true for you but like um when the social dilemmas are coming up in the news or social you know activism things you know like those type of things that come into the news and the news cycle and I hear my conservative family talking this and then my anti-vax aunt saying this and I'm just like oh yeah it's hard. like exhausting truly yeah <laughs> like I think the only people I don't actively answer back to in my whole entire life was always my grandparents mm-hmm. that's like especially when you're Italian you don't you don't touch them same they're like <laughs> They're the gods, you know, like, you don't, you don't talk shit, you, you leave them be. Um, yeah. But to be fair, like, my grandmother, she's actually, like, pretty progressive for a 75-year-old woman. So, I have to give it to her. That's impressive. Um, yeah, no, she's, she's pretty sick. It's funny. Um, but no, it's, it's hard. And, like, we're such an old-fashioned Italian family which sometimes I love, like I love the tradition part of it. And I love that um, those are being passed on and I love how close I am with them. And 
uh, you know, all those cute things. But yeah. then some of the really old fashioned ideas start to like trickle through and you're just kind of like, mm. yeah, <laughs> funny. and like, we don't live in the village on top of your mountain anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've all moved on and yeah, it's, it's, it's always a little weird. And I have that pro and like, I have that problem with even people in my family who are not that much older than me, which is the weirdest part. That's yeah. always the weirdest part. But I don't know. I try to, I find with my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law, I say whatever I have to say. Yeah. But with my aunts and stuff, I still say things my aunts, with my aunts and uncles, but there's always like, in the back of your head, you're just like, calm down. There's some reservation there. Yeah, because, you know, it is, it's a lot more difficult. And I think also for me, the difference, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, because I think you get different things from friends and family, but friends, like, choose to be there every single day, you know, like, there's a choice being made to keep a friendship. Yeah. And I think, and I'm not saying this about my family, I'm just saying in general, I think you can love your family, but not always like them. Oh, big you know? time, big you know? time. Absolutely. I think the more you talk, the more I'm like, related. <laughs> I don't know, because this is the same as my life. <laughs> but like, I'm Pakistani and Muslim. So like being conservative in this, in our culture means like, you know, girls don't talk back to men or girls have to cover up and I think like a lot of my own like adult mental health problems are really stem from growing up with like a family that's always like you just cover up your body but like my sister who's like very thin and like doesn't have curves as much as I do like she didn't have to cover up because she was just a skinny girl so like that that blew it over into my body issues and then like oh you shouldn't eat so much I'm like man why do you think I have an eating disorder now? Like, there's so many, I think that traditional beliefs can turn very toxic when they're not checked. But like, I think our generation is doing a really good job of like, gently checking the people we know we can check, you know? Yeah. So now when I go over to my, you know, my dad's family side or, or whatever, like, and they comment on one of the kids younger than me, one of their eating habits, or like the way they look or something like that. I'm like, hey, like, no, <laughs> let's yeah. not do that. Let's like not continue that. That's a bad tradition. Look yeah. how well it turned out for me. Thanks a lot, guys. You know, like I'm very like, just like going back to being honest with people, like it just enriches everyone's life when you're honest. Yeah, True. for sure. Yeah. And also just like even me, I have these little cousins who are growing up in such a scary world and it's like, listen, bro, if the kid wants to play with Barbies and he's a boy, like, just let him. Yeah. Like, who cares anymore? Like, literally, who cares? In, like, five years, he's not going to be playing with any toys anyway. Exactly. And he probably won't remember this. <laughs> so, like, like, who cares? And there's just, there's so much needless commentary on just shit that shouldn't matter anymore. Like, exactly. I don't know. Such dated beliefs and, like, you still, you really don't see it that much in the media anymore, which I'm very excited about. Like, you definitely see stereotypes and you see very limited representation, but I think that they don't push the same narratives as they did before onto kids, which is nice to see that progress. But, like, 
I don't know, going back to who I am, uh, one of my life goals is to like write a movie or write a show that really like shows that generational trauma, but like how you can turn that into something different and how like if we just support the kids and support the youth, support the youth, what am I, 85? But like really, like if you just support people for who they really are, they're gonna live a happy life. They're gonna be feeling like, oh, I can do whatever I wanna do because the people around me, like they don't hate me. Like imagine growing up and everyone just hates you, like, or tells you to be different or that you're wrong. Like that's a horrible, terrible life. So (laughs) yeah. We know, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Literally went through it. Um, you know, but that's why I pay a hundred something dollars a month for therapy, baby. Period, bitch. <laughs> therapy is king in this house. It really is. Honestly, I say it all the time. I'm like, Gina is my best friend on the planet. <laughs> she yeah. knows me. She gives me good advice. <laughs> and she's also brutally honest. <laughs> Those are just like, you just need that type of energy in your life. I really do. No, on, you know what? I used to be, back when I thought I was tough and like a little shithead, I was always like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't need therapy. I can like do everything on my own because I'm stubborn and I'm Italian and that's the mentality. Yeah. Um, but the, like now that I've been in it for a long, well, not a super long time, but long enough, I'm just like, God, like, why did I resist, man? It's I know. so cleansing and just like, like, like I, have a, <laughs> I have an appointment scheduled for af- the day after the series finale of Supernatural. <laughs> and like everyone else can make fun of me, but she can't, which is the be- beautiful thing about therapy is that she can't make fun of me. She just has to sit there for an hour and listen to me cry. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. That's something that I think everyone needs to experience is just non-judgmental safe spaces. Like I'm still on my therapy journey. I'm looking for, uh, if you're a therapist and you're listening, contact me. I'm looking (laughs) for a good therapist. (laughs) But like a lot of my friends had that same mentality of like, I'm not going, like especially people of color who have had historically had really horrendous experiences with therapy, like historically. Mm -hmm. um people are scared to go to therapy because they think a like that means something is really really wrong with me I don't want to go like that means I'm validating that belief or b like they're going to commit me without my permission like that belief is so common especially amongst like in my social circle like my black friends and brown friends like a lot of people have that belief if they're not educated on what therapy is and what you know mental health is all about so I don't know man but like a lot of people who, the few people who I have heard from that have gone to therapy have always said like, I wish I did this sooner. Like I've never heard someone say like, that was the worst experience of my life, never going back. Like, can that happen? Maybe, but like, you're already suffering. Like you're already, you know, you're already suffering. So unless you have like a monetary barrier to get therapy, I think it's, it's really good for everyone to just be like, I am going to spill everything I have ever needed to spill right now like yeah. in this session. I think that's the only thing that sucks about it is that like, it's not easily accessible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, even me, like <laughs> looking back, I'm just like, Oh my God, I could have like, 
saved years of just like bullshit if I would have just like not been a shithead and just would have would have gone but you know at the time you're like in your own head and for us I don't know like Italians are so weird like I love I love my culture and I love I, I love disclaimer. <laughs> what? You always do a disclaimer before you say anything about Italian because culture. you never know you never fucking know who's gonna come for you that's true but I no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very very proud to be Italian but especially in my family I don't know if it's like a general I feel like it's a generally Italian thing because I've seen it happen a lot but like for us to like you don't give up and and therapy is like okay that means you're giving up and you're supposed to do everything yourself and you know nonna came here by herself with 16 cents and her yeah. office, and she's a plumber and an electrician and a mechanic and yep. like you can't even get your mental health straight you know like so oh just, my god all those things behind you and I have to say, in, in my family, like, we're very big on, um, and it's been like this my whole life, like, the women have to be independent. You can't rely on a man. Oh, my God. Okay, pause. You're literally pause. describing my entire life right now. Really? So, <laughs> I'm literally, like, okay. It's not, my grandmother, when, when I, the, the day I turned 16, yeah. on my birthday, she's like, hey, you have to go get your driver's license. You can't rely on anyone else. You can't even rely on your dad. You have to go get your driver's license. And it was like, go get a job. Like for my grandmother, yes. you know, like, so, but, and as lovely as that is, and in many ways, yeah, it did make me like tough. And if I have to get something done, I get it done. On the other hand, it's like so much shit could have been avoided if I could have just asked for help. Yeah. And not just mentally like I was failing classes because I was like I have to do it myself yeah and everyone's like just go to a fucking tutor like a normal human being and I was like I can't go to a tutor you don't understand you know and the generational guilt's on me right exactly now. so it's just like it's it's a lot better now and not thankfully but thankfully my entire family is full full of health issues and mental health issues so I think like over the years the it's still there with some people, but more or less, like, you know, it's being torn down slowly but surely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, disaster, man. I have had a very extremely similar experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm just, like, actually shook right now. I'm, I'm shocked out of my mind. Like, <laughs> my family's whole thing has always been, like, you girls need to be independent. You can never depend on a man. Like you need to be successful for yourself. You need to get an education. You need to get a job. You need to do all of this stuff. And like, yes, obviously I agree with that. And that's what I've done. But it also creates this like, I'm not going to basically repeat everything you said, but basically every single thing that you just said. Plus it also like created this weird thing where I have the same expectations for anyone else that comes into my life. So like, if you're going to be my friend, you need to be doing shit with your life. And like that create, that's created like interesting situations where I'm like, mm, I'm cutting this person from my life. And I'm like, why? 
they're still nice. They're still nice. Just, just because they're not doing like stuff doesn't mean they're not nice or like adding quality to my life. But it's just very interesting how our family values really shape like yeah. our mental health and the people that we want to include in our lives later on, like when we can make those decisions ourselves. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's what I love about friends though. Like I love knowing that I could choose people to like, to stay, I mean, hopefully they stay, but like, <laughs> like I get to choose people who are hopefully kinder than me and even more gener, even more generous. I sound, hey. <laughs> I sound like such a dick, <laughs> but like, who just have like more beautiful than me. <laughs> smart than I, am. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> just people who are better than me and like who just have like love to give not and that's not saying that my family doesn't have love to give they have so much to give that it's exhausting but it's a it's just like a different kind of love and it's one that you know like especially for me like I'm bi right so coming out was a huge thing and especially when you live my family of <laughs> conservative Italians. Yes. Um, so, like, when you actively are choosing your friends, you know, you're maybe whether you do it subconsciously or not, like, you're choosing people who, okay, I already know this person is going to accept me. Yeah. Like, so it's not a big deal anymore. And it doesn't matter what I say or how I feel because, like, that, like I said before, like, that person chooses to be there every day. Yeah. And, they choose you and they also like they probably know how you're feeling anyway like people yeah. know that, that you've the circle that you've created after all these years like they definitely know like when you're feeling down or when you say something you don't mean or like all those little things that might build up to like animosity in your family like with your friend circle I feel like it doesn't become as intensified and misconstrued because they really don't they really understand you. like they really understand that like oh, she's not like that. Something else is going on. Whereas like, even for me, like when my sister or brother like do or say something that I'm like, what the fuck? Like I give my friends more of a chance to explain themselves than my family because I'm like, no, like, why would you say that? I'm your family. Like, yeah, you have this weird expectation and weird, like, totally because you know what it is? Like it's, it's because for me anyway, it's like, like, you're my blood. Like, this shouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? So, like, when something pisses me off, like, when they say something that pisses me off, it does hurt me more than if a friend would have said the same thing. Yeah. It's like, like, we share, I don't know, we fucking share, like, lineage. Like, how is it possible that, like, we have such different opinions? And then I just get sad because I'm like, like, what happened? Like, what happened here? You know what I mean? Like disconnect, like coming from, you exactly. know, and I think because it's your family, you want more and you want like, you know, like who doesn't want like a Gilmore girls relationship? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I think everyone is in search of their Lorelai and Rory. Exactly. Like, so when bye. your family like lets you down, it's fucking soul crushing. Big time. And like when you get hurt by your family, like there's, very little that can be done on their end to remedy it until you're personally over it. And like, that can take so long. I feel like, I don't know. I'm a Pisces. So like, I can only stay mad for like 10 minutes. 
like immediately I'm I'm like, answer, okay. so I can be mad forever <laughs> <laughs> and like so for me I don't know it for me it's exhausting to be mad at people so I usually forgive people even though they don't deserve it but I don't know with family it just hits different everything hits different with family yeah, but of course it does because you also love them differently right like you know like I've had people I considered my best friends that I'm no longer best friends with but you know, I used to, I used to want to move away when I was a uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. and now that like I'm older and have my shit together a little more, I like think about like I think about leaving my family, my parents, my sister, like my little cousins who like are so pure and innocent. <laughs> I can't leave. You know what I mean? Like you love them so much, so. Yeah, when something goes wrong, you're just like, oh, like why? Like it's just I don't know. I'm also like a very, uh, this isn't the right term, but I'm I'm like a, <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic in every aspect of my life, like platonically, romantically, with family. Yep. And like, I I acknowledge and I know in the back of my mind that it's impossible that my life will ever look like friends or parks and recreation but I so badly want my life to be that way that I for sure and like I admit it I for sure am disappointed when like it's not as perfect as that you know what I mean yeah Um, yeah and your expectations for your friends are just like I don't know I don't have expectations for my friends in terms of like I don't know I just don't but with my family I do I'm like you guys have to be this way because we have to be here for each other in this way and, but I think that like your own personal expectations vary from your family member to family member. Yeah, and like, totally. that creates this like very difficult road to navigate in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas like my friendships are just so easy. I gave up like difficult friendships a long time ago. Like, five, I'm sorry, but I have to put so much effort into being your friend. When I was in college, university, I was just like, <laughs> which I wasn't that old. I was like, what, 18 when I entered college? I was just like, like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, 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 for what? Like, why am I wasting my time? Like, what's, what's purpose is there? And much time on trying, like, begging. Yeah. Work hard to be friends with people. I'm like, why? They're not giving you any value. Exactly. And I think (laughs) it's funny because I find oftentimes, like, I could come, like, yes, I could come off as the mean one. But also, like, maybe you were just being a shitty friend. Do you ever think of that? <laughs> like, exactly. like, for me to have to come all this way to cut ties after all these years, I, I didn't just do it because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm bored. Let's, like, spice up the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, see, the one nice thing, well, not the one nice thing. There are very nice things about my life. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the Leslie and Perkins friendship from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I'm very happy to say that I actually do have that friendship with one of my friends. And here, that's, that's so good. It is. And honestly, her name is Clarissa, and I know she'll be listening. She is with We love <laughs> you. We love you. She is, I'm not even kidding, the human personification of a sunflower that can somehow turn into a butterfly. Even though that doesn't make sense and it's impossible. If she could do that, she would. Like she's honestly, 
she's like just so beautiful inside and out and I just think friendships are just like I don't know they're the most beautiful shit in the world I find they are I don't like when they're disrespected you know like when they're at, seen as less than romantic relationships yeah I agree because I uh, think like going back to how you were saying like you romanticize every part of your life like I totally agree with that like and that's what makes I don't know personally that's what makes my life like magical yeah that's, totally what, get that. that's how I view like you know when my when I see my friends and we go for coffee and I'm like wow this just feels like like I'm always like thinking like what would be the soundtrack to this scene and yes like, oh my I'm, god yeah I'm always like I'm always imagining my life as like scenes or like yeah. When I'm listening to music, like I feel like I'm in the scene, oh like. My God. And so Girl, we're meant to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was like, when you said that you romanticize your life, like, that is the only way that I could possibly imagine living, because yeah. otherwise, the the world is very bleak, and especially now, like during the pandemic, that's been one of the best ways for me to just deal with life. Is like, okay, I'm gonna go for a walk, and like, I'm gonna just feel like I'm just gonna feel this moment, like be in this moment. Yeah. And I think, like, the romanticization and being present and being, like, focused on your moments with your people when you have that chance is so enriching. It feels good. If I go to a bookstore and I'm just, like, imagining, like, I'm moody, like, I'm walking through this bookstore and I look like an academic, like, I look cool. Like, that's how I think. That's so stupid, but it's so, like, necessary for me. That's my and kind I, of stupid, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. And, like, I don't know, if you're listening to this and you feel, like, so bored with your life, try romanticizing the things that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, put Honestly. on your favorite outfit and go, like, just pretend that everyone's looking at you and feel like you are the star of the moment, because you probably are. You yeah. Know? And if you're wearing your favorite outfit, that means you're walking confidently, which means people probably will be staring at you. I look good, bitch. Go off. Exactly. Also, just, like... I don't know, dude. Life is so goddamn short. I'm supposed to, like, just be, like, gross and, like, not think magically about things? Like, I don't know. Like, when we went, wherever I go, if it's just, like, hiking up north or, I don't know, if I'm on a plane coming to see you guys or Europe or whatever, it's, like, I don't know. Like, how do you end up on the top of a mountain and be, like, yeah, like, this is okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fucking okay. You are on top of a mountain with, like, fresh air and animals all around you. You're literally in the sky. You're in yeah. the sky, bro. You're flying. Like, listen, <laughs> I know not everyone believes in God, but, and I don't, and I believe, but I don't feel like I have to go to a church to do that stuff. But, like, when I'm on, like, in nature and just feeling it, and it's like, wh whether it's God or something else, you're just like, I don't know like you feel something higher you know what I mean yeah man. You're like connected to the earth I just need to live in the forest <laughs> what you you is is you're a fairy and you want to be in the forest I, I swear to god when I see a perfect forest I'm like oh there's a hundred percent fairies and pixies in this bitch for exactly. sure when I was in Banff I was like this is fairy central I want to <laughs> live here I want to be a pixie that's what goes on in my mind but I'm like that's what gets me my ideal situation is that I am literally somehow able to live amongst wolves. <laughs> and <just> like, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so I don't know how that would go. I don't know. But just like lying in the grass with like 
wolves everywhere. That's my ideal situation, literally. I cannot think of a okay. better- To go to a wolf sanctuary. I was supposed to fucking go this year. Oh. I was supposed to go to Vancouver. And I brought it up. <laughs> oh my God, it's the worst. I had like my, my outfit picked out. It's like breathtaking. And this sanctuary has been in business for like 20 years or something. Yeah. And yeah, you can like pet the wolves and that's all I want. <laughs> I just want to play with wolves all day. I'm not gonna lie, I'm terrified of the idea of petting a wolf because, not because of the wolf, because of the size of the wolf. I always thought like, oh, a wolf, like. No, those bitches are big. <laughs> that bitch is huge, what the fuck? Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> they're, they're, they're big. I've seen a couple up close and like, yeah. They're not to be truffled with, as Michael said. If I uh, had to be like an animal and hang out with an animal, we had this discussion before, but I would 100% be a little gecko and just oh, vibe on a toasty little stone, just vibe by the water on a toasty little stone <laughs> under the sun, change my colors. That's my ideal position in life. Like, oh, you guys want to be like a I want to be a lizard, bro. Okay? <laughs> I want to be a lizard. But it's just, it's funny because like that's your personality now, except you're not a lizard. <laughs> Am I not a lizard? <laughs> lizard queen. I'm a lizard <laughs> overlord. <laughs> God. That's from the show. Uh, the Nick Kroll show. The Kroll show. Have you seen that? That's not what I'm thinking of. It's like a cartoon. And there's like, Lizard King. No? That's like a, no, that's like an Illuminati conspiracy theory that everyone is like a lizard. All I'm going right, to tell you right now. I know so little <laughs> about conspiracy theories in the Illuminati. Oh, it's from Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh. That's where it's from. Show me. Can you see? There you go. Okay, that's not the kind of lizard I want to be. <laughs> I'll show you right now. Pretty sure this guy's also a villain, and I also don't, yeah, he's a supervillain. I also don't think, I mean, you could be if you wanted to. I feel like you'd be a pretty cool supervillain. Um, my dream is to be like a hot ass, like, if I was in a comic book and I could choose my life and my character and I had to be a villain, I'd be a hot ass pole dancer. But I'd I love men. that. I'd fucking kill men. I not love just that. regular men, like bad guys. <laughs> Wait, so that would make hustlers. me not, that would make me the good guy, but. Hustlers with a twist. I, I was that. actually trying to write a comic book about that, but I just got carried away. Oh, here's the, here is the gecko that I am. Aww. It's so cute. It's a, it's a little wink. <laughs> I love that. So anyway, yeah, that's what, that's probably the character I would write for myself. Like, hot-ass dancer that, like, seduces men and then destroys them. <laughs> that is also an ideal situation. <laughs> yeah. That's a power position. I would love yeah, to do that. Truly. Yeah. I think if I had to write myself into a comic book, I would be the all-powerful, like, goddess of the world who can never be defeated and is also immortal. <laughs> so, Miss Mar- what's her name? Not Miss Marvel. The other one. There, there isn't, well, there isn't Miss Marvel, but, um, basically Jean Grey, but- Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, is that not what she does? I mean, she's pretty, she's, like, extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, but I just like that Jean Grey from the X-Men can just, like, obliterate people with her mind. Yeah. And 
I mean, like, you blow my mind every day. Aw, it's so beautiful. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the kind of power I want to have. Like, yeah. I want to be like Thor, but better and more powerful and can just destroy everything I want to destroy whenever I want. Okay. So I'm nice like, I'd always be the hero, you know what I mean? But yeah, I just want to be like that powerful that even though I'm a hero, like, you no still choose to be good, but you could do exactly. very you bad. I mean? It's like, don't come <laughs> cross me, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I have a movie slash TV show related question. Mm. When you watch things, do you remember a lot of the stuff that happens and the things you watch? Or do you remember like a little bit? Because when I, okay, people know me because of this. Like that I just watch things and the only thing I remember is if I liked it or not. I don't fucking remember <laughs> any, I don't remember the details, the characters' names. I don't remember what happened. Like I could tell you like, yeah, I liked Haunting of Hill House, but I don't remember anything that happened. Like, <laughs> if I binge a show, I don't remember the characters' names. Okay. So, I ask you, the media encyclopedia. Boom! I love that. Do you remember, that. like, a lot of stuff? Or do you have to watch it, like, a few times? I think it depends what I'm watching and how much I like it. Like, um, like everything Marvel, I can remember. And Obviously. that's even with the movies I haven't really seen very many times. Like, yeah. I don't watch Doctor Strange often. Is that, is that because you've read the comics or just, like... No, not even. I just, <laughs> I can't retain anything important, but when it comes to this crap, I retain it all. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not bad with that stuff. I feel like I retain pretty much all of it. I would, I feel like if, I, if it's not a favorite, then the plot will still stay and what happened will still stay. Mm -hmm. the that's when the character names start to leave. Cause it's like, they didn't leave enough of a lasting impression on me for me yeah. to want to remember your name. Yeah. Um, what always leaves me confused is how drastically movies can vary from the way that the amount of character development that's shown. Like, yeah. some movies, you feel like, wow, like, I know that character. Like, I love that character. But so other movies, you're like, what was their name? What was their yeah. purpose in this entire film? Like, you cannot, for the life of you, like recall anything about them and I'm like for me I think characters make a movie way better like I watch movies yeah, for the course. character not necessarily the plot but I guess like a lot of action movies have nothing to do with characters as long as there's like a semi-likable main character I don't mean like Avengers or DC movies I more mean like well I said Avengers or DC Marvel or DC movies but I mean like just like random like violent action movies it's yeah. literally about shooting <laughs> yeah yeah I find I find it just depends like like I saw Tenant a month ago maybe mm -hmm. and the script was really good I really liked the script and aesthetically it was super pleasing to the eye and I remember everything that happened but I cannot tell you anyone's names in that movie but meanwhile the new mutants which arguably I'm so fucking biased because I'm like X-Men stand till I die. But that was like not a good movie. But yeah. to me, I'm like, I remember all their names, the lines, <laughs> what happened, you know? So I think it, it, it varies on how much I like it. But for the yeah. most part, I remember a lot of it because I also read a lot, right? So yeah, I feel like my brain is just like 
used to remembering things. Um, because yeah, I, even with my books, I can print like if I point at a book, I could be like, I might not remember all the names depending how much I like them, but I could tell you what happened. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I don't remember shit is because I have not been reading that much the past few years, and I'm just picking it up again now. Like, I only graduated like a year and a half ago, so like I was only doing like schoolwork. No, it was two years ago now. Two years. So I was only doing like homework, studying like constantly never had any time to like read for pleasure between like that family Ben like whatever so I made that choice like I'm not gonna read but as a kid I read like mad and now I'm getting back into it and I feel like my memory is coming back <laughs> but low-key though like if you ask people in my life they're like you have like short-term memory memory loss like you cannot like my working memory like our conversation I'm like trying to remember things so I can like circle back to them and my brain is like oh sweetie that's cute you think you're gonna remember this like you don't remember half the shit you hear oh my gosh so anyway <laughs> memory loss 25 yeah but you know what though that's um fun fact another fun fact <laughs> that's like a common symptom of people who have anxiety and or depression because yeah. That's another thing about my fun facts. I can never actually give you the actual statistics. <laughs> I can just like kind of tell you that it's related to one of those two things. And that's what makes it fun, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guessing game. Guessing game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's not about Twilight, I can't give you actual stats. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah. But it's a it's it's a thing. That's how I blame my memory loss. That's what I blame it on. I feel like though the conversation and like the the discourse around mental health in the last like five seven years has improved so much. Yeah. Like when I when we were in high school, it was around like near the end maybe, but like not in a supportive way, just in an awareness way. It was like building awareness, building awareness. But now it's like. <laughs> okay, people know about this shit. Like, let's help people. Let's actually make actionable change, which is so nice to see. It's nice yeah. to, I don't know. I have been noticing this as I'm aging that like, I'm, I'm finally starting to see like progress on the like topics that I care about in the world, which is very interesting. Cause like for the first 20 years of my life, didn't see a lot of change, but now I think honestly, low key, Gen Z, they're doing a good job. They're doing yeah. as much as I like to make fun of them. Like I'm very on the cusp, so I'm a 95 and Gen Z is 96. So I'm like, okay, yeah, you're like right there. I'm there. I'm not much better. I was born 93, so like I'm very like I'm a millennial, but we're like the young millennials. That's the thing, right? So millennials, also... honestly, it should be two different generations because we yeah. differ so much from the 80s, late 80s kids. Yeah, but. The 90s is its own world. <laughs> I know. Why couldn't we just be called the 90s kids? I don't. It's true. Not to be, oh, not to be that girl. I am a 90s baby. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a drastic difference between, yeah. like, if I'm talking to like a 35 year old, I don't connect with them. I'm like, let me tell you something, okay? I have more problems with 35 year old people yeah. than I do with baby boomers. So all those memes about like millennials clashing with baby boomers, like that has never happened to me once in my life, but it happens with every fucking 35 year old I've Same. ever met in my life. Same. It's insane to me. 
insane. I don't know if it's like an America thing and like the baby boomers are just louder there. I really don't know what it is. But like here, the only issue I have with like old people is the Francais Anglais thing where they yell at you if you say hi instead of bonjour. <laughs> like, that's so specific. <laughs> because that's the only thing that's happened. But like besides that, it's always middle-aged people that I have fucking I agree. with. And like, I, isn't that the Karen generation anyway? Like it's middle-aged yeah, like, people. I think it's like people from like 35 to, I'd say like 33, 34 to like, their 40s and 50s like that i don't even know if that's millennials or gen so gen x, x is i dragged them the other day on <laughs> i think i saw that it was like oh, not yeah. even a drag it was like one sentence <laughs> like every gen x person in your life is commenting like hey um, okay so baby boomers were born between 1946 and 1964 so currently that would put them between 56 to 74 years old. So yeah, Gen X. So Gen X is 1965 to 1980 and are between 40 to 55. And then millennials technically are 1980 to 1994, but I agree with you in that the 1980 babies, like they're different. They're more, they should just be part of Gen X and we should just be part of Gen Z. Millennials are fake. <laughs> like we, we don't have we had our moment in uh, 2015 when BuzzFeed was popping off. Like, that was our moment. But I'm over the quizzes, okay? I'm done with the quizzes. <laughs> I don't care what burger I am. I, I wish I could agree with you, but I take, like, 20 BuzzFeed quizzes you a day. You do take a lot of quizzes, man. You do take a lot of quizzes. You know what? I'm so it's invested. You're 93 and I'm 95, okay? <laughs> That's <laughs> the difference between the two of us is... <laughs> 95ers won't take a BuzzFeed quiz, but 93ers, they just might. <laughs> and every time I see, like, oh, my personality is my Hogwarts house, I agree with Gen Z. I'm like, you, I'm calling the cops on you because that would <laughs> be illegal to say that. Yeah, I, I did. It's so funny because I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. I don't come at people with my personality type as a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Anymore. I once did, but I'm happy to say I don't do that. Well, there anymore. was a time and place for that, though. Exactly. People were doing it. You know what's exactly. funny, though? I, I say that I don't do that, but I also was that bitch who, like, waited 12 hours in line to see Harry Potter and get a ticket. I'm not before, judging you at all. Before no. booking tickets was even a thing. Like, you couldn't yeah. pre-book. Like, I was in the line. In the I have, like, box. all my Harry Potter memorabilia stacked up. Like, <laughs> you know, is J.K. Rowling the devil? Maybe. But... She Big I already bought the books. They're already here. Yeah. <laughs> I already love them. <laughs> you know what's so funny? If, like, someone that is canceled or trash now, but, like, I like their work, I just illegally get it. Like, I'll just, if it's, like, if I like a Chris Brown song, I don't support him and buy his music or stream his music, but I'll, like, illegally download his song from YouTube <laughs> or something yeah. so I can listen to it so I'm not supporting him. But if it's featuring Drake, it's a bop. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not supporting him. It's okay. But same thing with like JK Rowling. If you like if you want to, you know, read Harry Potter to your kids, just buy the book secondhand. Yeah. You know? It's already out there in the world. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's like, my rule for for no, not I agree. Also, I I know you have many all... thoughts on like cancel culture. <laughs> I do know. Yeah, I do. It's like it's I so much of it makes me so angry. Because sometimes it's for, and J.K. Rowling, like, don't get me wrong, she deserves all the bad comments she's getting. 
because um, what she says is pure trash. But every once in a while, just like something pops up about like something that happened like 40 million years ago when the celebrity was like 15. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sorry. Like we were all assholes when we were that age. Like not one of us was a good person. My greatest fear is getting famous and someone digging up my past. <laughs> so I'm That's just like, right. That's why I'm deleting my tweets after this episode. No, I'm just kidding. I already deleted No, but that's why you go through your Facebook memories every single day and just delete whatever bad shit is there. There's so much. There's just so much content there for the haters. I mean, luckily, I have to say, most of my content... <laughs> it's so funny. When you go through the years, it's like Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Hugh Jackman. That's pretty much... <laughs> the only content I've been putting out since I joined Facebook whenever it came out yeah. in like high school, I guess, because I don't really know when it came out. Um, I just feel like my language has improved. It was very, for like a 14 year old, it was very explicit. And I feel like it's a weird way to talk on the internet when you're that young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I haven't actually changed that much. I still talk about those three men <laughs> often. Like the only bad stuff that I would say I've done is just like very outrageously aggressive, like funny text posts from Tumblr that I would like post on my Facebook status, but like I didn't even make them. I would just like post them. They're so aggressive. They're like, oh, I can't even think of it. And I don't want to say, but like, <laughs> it's like really mean things about like probably like girls from my school or something. Okay. I'm just like that's what I mean. We were all like that though. Like one of my one of my Facebook statuses from when I was like 14 was girls are bitches. You know, or (laughs) but so are men. Yeah. But you know, at the time, like you're growing up and you're like, oh, like at that age, like, oh, like, you know, men are cool, which they're not, and all (laughs) girls are bitches. Um, but it's like stupid shit like that. But like, who doesn't say stupid shit when they're 15? Yeah. And like for for me especially, like, my age group, we were growing up when, like, with technology, so, like, we didn't, like, we didn't learn about a lot of shit either, you know what I mean, like, when I look at, when I look at, like, teenagers who are still in high school now, and how educated they are on social issues, and, like, respecting people's differences and stuff, like, it shocks me because when I was in high school, like we did not know anything. Like we no at all. We were not PC. Like we didn't know what was okay to say, what wasn't okay. I mean, no. like to a point, we did, but not the way these kids are now. They're educated. Maria, I'm gonna tell you something. In my school, we were in my high school. I think we had max like three black people, and like one Asian kid who transferred (laughs) it was we were all white Italians and then the other like the opposing school was white Greeks and that's all it was and you're all entitled little shitheads and we didn't know it was proper or not proper to say like we also we live in Quebec so like our version of what we learn in history is obviously not a direct reflection on history right yeah of course so we didn't like yes we all learned about slavery but not actually like how bad it really was and how it kind of yes. like not kind of how it did stay even when it was quote-unquote abolished yeah and 
not just racism against black people, but from anyone who wasn't white. Like we didn't learn about any of that shit. I know. Especially since we're from Quebec, we had to learn Quebec history. So it was like really watered down and in the, like, you know that old saying, history is written in the eyes of the winner. Yeah. So you're also seeing it in the perspective of the people who came here to steal the land. So like, you think we fucking knew what we were doing growing up? I also, I also went to a Catholic high school for no reason other than <laughs> a good school. <laughs> um, but our history classes were questionable for sure. And like even Canadian history overall from like elementary school through to, I wouldn't say through to university, but through to high school was so whitewashed. And like, I didn't learn, like I didn't get woke until I was like 22, yeah. 23. Like when I finished school and I got, you know, my first job, my first real job and like experienced different people because even London is like, unless you're in an, a specifically different neighborhood, an ethnic neighborhood, you're mostly surrounded by white people. And like in my neighborhood, like there's like two brown people and they don't talk to anyone else. Like they don't talk to us. So like, it's just like old white people everywhere. Everyone gives us dirty looks. Like that's like the experience I grew up with. But I, I didn't really register it as a bad thing until I recognized like, oh, like racism is still here. Like just because yeah. it's not like outwardly attacking me, it's still here for sure. So yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, we didn't like, even me, I think only in college when I was figuring out who I, who I was and all that. And once I was actually on the internet, yeah, yeah. When I got Tumblr and was like figuring out my sexuality and all that stuff, I realized like how much shit there is to learn. Like even just like about equality, like between yep. the genders. I didn't fucking know anything. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I don't know. That's why I just, I think, I think it's hard to like, yeah, some 16 year olds might be inherently evil. It happens. Like some, but you know, it does happen. Like some people are just like trash human beings yeah. and are just like being racist on, like really on purpose. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and not that being racist on accident is okay, but it's more forgivable. <laughs> no, but like when you're 16, like you're, you're learning, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm straight up. I don't think I was until I got to college no one actually ever explained why the N-word was bad. Yep. And that's like probably the most basic thing people should be telling me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's but, just it. Like that's kind of why cancel. I think a lot of people now have this exhaustion when they think about cancel culture because it's like people realize like, okay, yes, they did something terrible like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Can we look at what they're doing now? What have they done in the last five, 10 years? Yeah, like, people are always growing real? and learning and changing. Exactly. And I don't know. I think like cancel culture can ruin the careers of people who don't deserve to be ruined. Yeah. It's like at the same time, the same people who are canceling so-and-so for whatever, like they're still supporting Jeffree Star. They're still supporting these people yeah. who have actively and continuously showed like horrendous behavior. So... It's really about like, who is not my favorite and who has done something silly and I wanna be mad about that. That's who I'm gonna to pick to cancel today. Yeah. Such a joke. 
So I think we could do a whole episode on cancel culture. <laughs> so many thoughts on it. It's unbelievable. We're so, actually past an hour now. Hey, high five. Mm. <laughs> For us. Hope everyone enjoyed our rambling voices of chaos. Yeah, there wasn't necessarily a straight line for this episode, but it was a journey nonetheless. Exactly. And sometimes the best journeys are not in straight lines. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, if you did. If no one's listening, okay, that's okay. <laughs> Get you next time. Free therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Peace. Bye.